Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. Because God's trying to transform me. Like he's God's, God's constantly trying to transform each one of us. And it's a matter of saying, am I going to relinquish control in this scenario and have the correct mental attitude so that God can actually mold us in that scenario? You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends. Today, we are talking about intentionality, and we're talking about designing a marriage relationship in the same way that you might design a room in your home. Sounds kind of crazy, but that's where we're going to go today. Zig Ziglar says, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. And too often, that's what we do with relationships and specifically with marriage. So my guests today believe that intentionally designing your marriage is a really important concept. Ashley and Dino Patron have been married for 16 years, and they make their home in Florida with their four kids. Dino is a senior engineer, and Ashley is a full-time mom, blogger, and interior designer. And together, they're the authors of the new book, Designed to Last, our journey of building an intentional home, growing in faith, and finding joy in the in-between. Welcome, Dino and Ashley. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So tell us just a little bit more about yourselves and your family. Yeah. Well, we're Dino and Ashley, um, currently living in Florida right now, like you said, on a little island called Anna Maria Island. Um, we just finished basically last year, finished renovating an inn that we bought here. We actually came out here on vacation and, um, while we were on vacation, we bought an inn or we put an offering on an inn and went back home to California and, um, we're there for a month. Yeah. A month later, we moved out to Anna Maria and moved our family of four into the inn. And we just rotated, it has four rooms. We just rotated to all the rooms while we were renovating it, um, and uh, now that's up and running. So right now we're just currently just praying about the next thing, but kind of sitting in a time of rest because last year was a little bit, a little bit crazy for us. Ah, well, as you and I were uh, talking before we 
pressed record. Um, my family used to um, vacation at Anne Marie Island and we stayed in a little inn that didn't have Ooh. very many rooms. I'm wondering. Could have been. Was it pirate themed when we got it as pirate? It was a pirate themed. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I don't even remember that many details. I just remember we went down with my parents after my husband and I were married and had our first child. And I remember that, you know, we got a, a couple of rooms, but there weren't very many rooms in the inn yeah. at all. So yeah, that'd, that'd be, be so funny. It would be. Oh my goodness. I love that. So um, tell us a little bit. You guys have kind of become um, in Instagram sensations. Uh, you uh, went viral on Instagram. Talk about what that has been like and what is it that you bring encouragement to on Instagram? Yeah, well, I mean, I started my page about five, six years ago. And at the time I was, I had three littles just kind of in that stage of life. That's a little bit of a blur, you know, like just not really thinking clearly. I was homeschooling all the kids and I just always had a desire to just um, be creative. Like I loved to find deals, love to refinish furniture. So I just decided to start a blog and an Instagram and that quickly just kind of shifted after about six months um, into just us kind of, I, I was feeling a little bit of a nudge to share a little bit more. Like up until that point, I wasn't really even sharing our faces. We just would, I just would share my, my deals and stuff like that. And so I wrote a blog. Um, we just hit our 10 year anniversary and I just felt God kind of prompt me to write a blog on marriage and what we had learned, like 10 things we had learned in our marriage. And after that, I just really fell in love with just being open and vulnerable and sharing our journey. So we then a few months later sold everything and moved into a trailer and I thought that everything was just going to go away. Like all the, I had like six or 7,000 followers at that time. I thought they were all just going to go away because who wants to watch some random family live in a tiny trailer? But apparently <laughs> a lot of people do want to watch that. So <laughs> um, it was kind of at the time too, where not a lot of people were living in a trailer or renovating them. So it just like hit a lot of people. Like we just really, I think, spoke to the design side because I had renovated the, the whole trailer. Um, the family side, because we were sharing everything that we were going through, um, tiny living side, um, just a lot of different things. So I started that my, my page really just to have an outlet and have a creative outlet. And God's just really used it to be like a ministry. And I feel like he gave me this little gift of design and that like brings people in, but then they stay for like the good stuff for the real rich stuff. Right, right. What was the size of that little tiny house that, or the the trailer that you were in? Yeah, it was small. It was 180 square feet. So we had a little master bedroom with two 12 inch closets, about this big, right, each. And then we had uh, a living area with a, that had a pop out. So it was basically a, a space for a very small couch that two people could sit on, a very small table that four people could kind of cram into. And then in the back, there was a bathroom and three bunk beds. And that's actually one of the reasons why Ash and I fell in love and like bought it was that when we found it, we're like, whoa, this has three bunk beds. We have to buy it. We were like, it's a sign. There's three (laughs) bunk beds. Not obviously clearly knowing that most RVs have bunk beds and and lots of them, but we were naive to that. We were just like, oh, this was 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 very special. It was special just for us. So yeah, it was a very small space. It was we we were crammed in there. The kids each previously had their own room, and now they were all in these triple bunk beds, all all jammed in there. 
Wow. So talk to us about marriage lessons learned living in that tiny little space, because I can only imagine that there were, there were relationship skills that had to be honed living in that kind of an environment. That was super easy. It was super easy. (laughs) And and your nose is growing, Pinocchio. (laughs) We went from from a five bedroom, 3000 square foot house to selling basically everything and then moving into 180 square feet. So it was definitely some adjusting. Yeah, it, it was a season. I felt like the first eight years of our marriage, we were really just like, we were doing life together in our marriage, but we were more side by side. Dino was doing his thing, really pushing towards his career. I was doing my thing, like mothering, not really knowing who I was, just a lost. And so this basically put us into a pressure cooker to like lean on one another, lean solely on, on the Lord and like really lean into our family. And so we could have gone two like two different ways. We could have just been like, this is terrible. I hate being with you. Like you could just lose it. Um, not that we didn't have our definite moments, but we really used it with intentionality or tried to, to really lean into the good things that God was trying to show us. So it was extremely challenging. And I like to use that word because I feel like, like through difficulty sounds like negative, but challenging, I feel like it has a positive spin to it. Like Mm -hmm. through challenges, we learn things, we grow. And so it was every single day was a challenge. We'd get an argument and like, I would like steam off to the other side of the trailer and there's no doors to slam. There's nowhere to hide. And you're just like, you just start laughing because you're like, what are we doing? Why are we, you know, what are we even arguing about? Where am I going? Where am I running off to? (laughs) Um, So it was, it was really great for us to just really work things out. And also to like learn how to be intimate, like in a small space and not lose that part of our marriage and get creative and just have fun with our marriage during that time. Right. Right. And how long were you living in that? Yeah. Year and a half. Wow. So, you know, oftentimes it is in those pressure cooker times where really our faith, you know, it becomes kind of a, where the rubber meets the road journey in our faith. How did that play out for you guys in, in that season of time? What were you doing uh, faith wise? How were you growing in your faith that was making a difference in your marriage? Yeah, I'd say the big one for us was that Ash and I previously, we, we, we found our identity in a lot of other things, right? Like mine was my career, video games, uh, you know, TV, you know, my, my buddies, things that were not, that my identity should not be found in, right? And, and I was still a child at the time too. I mean, if I'm being honest, I still feel like a child in a lot of ways, but I was still acting very much like a child at the time. Um, and similarly, Ash was very much into like, you know, the material things of the world, trying to find, you know, her identity was, was wrapped up in a lot of like, how can she make the house look and the new things that she could potentially buy and the new styles or following the latest trends. And those things get very stripped away very fast when you live in a trailer you don't have internet, you don't have the ability to go and hang out with my, my buddies online or play video games or be able to do the things that I want to go do. And similarly, Ash didn't have an ability to go and grab new things and update the the inside of the trailer. So it really for it was a it was a, a forceful forcing function for both of us to say, hey, it's time for both of us to kind of grow up here and and see what God can really do by transforming us as individuals 
mm-hmm. and transform our marriage by leaning in because everything else just got naturally stripped away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for me too, you know, we were in this waiting period of, we were again, naive and young and thought that, oh, it takes like three months to build a house. Like we would moved in the trailer initially so we could build a house. We bought land for it. We were living, the house was supposed to be built up on this beautiful hillside, but our trailer couldn't go up there. So we literally were in the ditch and every day we would just look up at it and be like, oh, it'd be so great to be up there one day. Uh, we never built, We all of our money just went into dirt work and water and all the things that go into building a house, but we never got to that point. We just lost all of our money basically in the land. But I felt like after a month or two of being in there, I was, I just felt the Lord showing me that this had nothing to do about building a house at all, but it was about us him really just changing our hearts and who we were at our core. And it was a season of life that I really learned to just find what, like it's on the subtitle of our book, joy in the in-between. Like this was an in-between time. I was waiting because I feel like we're constantly waiting for something else. We're, oh, I'll be happier when I get that job or when we move or when I get that purse or cut my hair, whatever. And so I just, he was teaching me to just find joy right there in that trailer in that ditch, um, daily. Mm, That is powerful. And I love that you guys thought you were making this change for one reason, but God revealed to you, it was for something completely different. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes when that's happening, we kind of fight it. Did you feel like there was a, a point where you were kind of fighting it and then you just finally had to surrender to it? Or do you feel like you surrendered to it pretty easily? What was that journey like? I think it was, uh, I mean, we were in it for a year and a half. So that, and there's a lot to get stripped away from a person when they're, when they're being ripped, like everything's kind of, God's putting you through the, the fire and the flames, which we very much were. Um, but I definitely remember there were a couple of times, one specific scenario for me was like, it had dumped rain and I was just feeling so mad and angry and frustrated that we were still in this trailer. And I had to park my, my little commuter car way far away, like out at the main street. And then I had to go buy, I had bought boots just so that I could put the boots on, <laughs> take my shoes off and trudge through like you know, a hundred yards of like a foot deep mud to get to the trailer so I could take my boots off so I could get in. And I was just like, I was so angry at the time. And then I just like, I got in a, got into my room and I was just like, if this is how it's going to be, then who cares? It's still pretty great. Like, can you just find joy in this like kind of crummy scenario? And it was, I just kind of like let it all go, you know, up until, I mean, a good chunk of me had had let go of a lot of things. It's a stripping away process when you're going through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely remember coming out of that specific scenario, just being like, okay, I got nothing left and I'm not going to try and continue to cling on to something. I'm just going to allow myself to just be in the, be in the moment, be in the, the scenario where God's kind of working on me and not resist through like a negative mental state instead just say hey like this is god's got me here right now for the for a reason and i'm just going to find the joy in this this specific scenario Mm, so a lot of it is what happens inside your head isn't it absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely because god's trying to transform you like he's god's god's constantly trying to transform each one of us and it's a matter of saying am i going to relinquish control 
in this scenario and have the correct mental attitude so that God can actually mold us in that scenario, right? And and living in a trailer for 18 months or a year and a half or whatever, you get put through a lot of those. And, and for a long time, even still now, I, we resist, right? And when you resist with this negative mental attitude and ne- negative perspective, you're stopping God from moving in your life. If you're just focusing on the negative and you're fighting and, and being irritated with the scenario instead of embracing it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is so very true. So what are some practical ways that you guys, uh, keep, you have a very busy family. You have four children. What are their age ranges? We have a almost 13 year old, 11 year old, a nine year old and a one year old. Okay. And so busy, busy time, uh, age span of kids. Mm -hmm. How are you being intentional about uh, keeping your marriage a priority in the midst of this really busy season of life? Yeah. I think the trailer really showed us how important it was to be intentional. I feel like pre-trailer, we kind of knew that and we tried to have our time in the way that, you know, we would put our kids to bed since they were born, they'd have a set bedtime so that we would have the evenings. Yeah. But I feel like since then it's even gotten more intentional and that we just see how valuable it is to connect with one another, to have time with one another. And so the same thing, our kids, you know, have set bedtimes. We try to set aside time for us to date one another, whether that's just walking alone on the street, like going for a walk. Um, we at our last house we had a bathtub and we called it the year of the bathy and we would just take a bath together like every couple times a week and it was just like such a great way for us to strip down everything again be totally vulnerable with one another and just have like really rich conversation i think just being like in that like specific situation made it extra vulnerable and and just great conversation very rich absolutely so we just try to be intentional with our time and um We've seen the fruit that comes when we really put in the time in our marriage. And then we've also seen the the other side. When we get back into that parallel life, me and my Elaine and Dino and his, that we disconnect and it's not as fruitful in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. You know, I remember when my husband and I were first married, we lived in an old farmhouse and it had a clawfoot bathtub, but it didn't, it wasn't for two. It was just for one. <laughs> um, but I love to take like baths at night and he would come in, put the lid down on the toilet and just sit there. And we would just talk for, yeah. you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And then we, when we moved into the home that we have now, we put in a huge soaking tub. And that soaking tub has been the place of many conversations. Um, So just, you know, taking the time to do something as simple as slowing down, taking a bath together, or in the case of us in our early marriage, you know, at least just uh, utilizing that time for talking, what Mm -hmm. a difference it makes. It does. You have to be intentional. I mean, Ash and I have very much found you have to be intentional about ensuring we have the right like habits and the right lifestyle in our in set up. And part of that means that like we dedicate time to spending time with one another. Like Friday nights, a lot of times we will shut TV off at, from like eight o'clock and, you know, kids go to bed from eight to 11. We just sit in bed and kind of talk and hang out. 
But another big one is, is like the relationship that we have in our, like the structure of how our household is set up. The kids very much know the hierarchy of our home, that God comes first and then it's mom and dad. And then the kids are a welcome addition to that where our kids are not our priority. They're a priority, but the priority is God first, then mom and dad, and then the kids. And they actually, I mean, a lot of people might say, oh, well, what do you, you can't do that. You can't tell your kids that, but the security mm-hmm. that the kids get in knowing that um, Ash and I are rock solid actually has really built a sense of confidence in them. And they they adore the relationship that they see in us. They will sit and stare at us while we kiss and just like, or they'll come over to us while I'm, while I'm holding Ash and they just like lock on and like get around us as well. And they want to get up in there. It's almost counterintuitive that, you know, you think that you have to feed into your kids and feed, feed, feed. They have to be the priority. But in reality, if you allow something to get between, you know, your, you and your spouse, the kids end up suffering significantly more just from an insecurity perspective. So, yes, I have been preaching that message for 20 years. Yes. <laughs> it's so good to hear you guys say that. Um, yeah. It really is. People do not understand the damage that child centeredness yeah. does to a marriage yeah. and to a family. Yeah. And when we wrote our no more perfect marriages book, we identified what we call the slow fades and slow fades are when a marriage gets pulled apart one little quarter inch of a time underneath the surface. It looks good on the outside, but things are not, it's kind of eroding underneath the surface. And one of those slow fades is the slow fade of child centeredness. And that's exactly what you're saying is the kids find their safety and their security in knowing that mom and dad are okay. And if mom and dad are okay, then their world is okay. Totally. Yeah. I think that that is so very important. Thank you so much for sharing that. So talk about just the concept of design. Design is obviously really important to you. I mean, it's what you do, Ashley, but it, you know, you've really applied that concept of design to also your family, what you're doing with your family, your living space, your, your marriage. Why do you feel like that transfers over into the marriage relationship so well? Yeah. I think that we are all, you know, God gives us all individual like gifts or talents. And I think for me, it's just been something that I've always loved. But like I mentioned before, when I was younger, I didn't really know how to use it. And I always, I I really did. I found it as a, I was discontent just all the time. I just was not content, but it's because I didn't have a foundation in the Lord. And once I got my foundation in the Lord, I then saw this love for design and to make a beautiful home and inspire other people really as just a beautiful gift that God gave me. And so it's funny when we wrote our book, it was really interesting to see, you know, we were, we bookmapped our book, which was new to us. And it was very cool to see how God had really intertwined design into everything, into into our marriage, into our family, into who I was and how he was shaping me as the godly woman he wanted me to be. So I've loved being able to grow in that. 
and grow in my faith and be able to share that alongside with all of our followers on Instagram, that you can design a home with intention. And it's fun to get new things and to paint things, but for that not to be where our our core, like our heart is at when we're designing our home, but to design a home to fill it for pe- with people instead of things. So that's a big thing that we've, I've taken away from after we did, lived in the trailer. Um, we moved into a few different houses that were bigger than the trailer. And it was really great to take the things that I had learned in that time in our life and really build a home um, with intention on how we designed it. Yeah. So talk about um, what type of intentional design do each of you use to grow your relationship with the Lord? How are you being intentional and what are some of the habits that you have? What's been some of your journey um, that has really grown your faith in a deeper way? For me, it's really revolved around discipline. That's been probably the, the main like core pillar of, of my life and, and some, uh, an aspect that God has just like reiterated to for me over and over and over. So what that ultimately looks like is, is making a decision on what it is that I want my life to look like. And obviously from a godly perspective, making a decision then in the moment saying, I choose, I'm going to make the decisions today that are going to be what I want most versus what I want right now. So like to paint a picture of a little bit of what that looks like, I'm going to be a godly man. So I'm not going to choose my sleep in the morning time over my, or my time with God. So I chose a long time ago when we, you know, when Ash and I were first in our first home together, I was, and I started down this discipline journey. I was going to wake up before I go to the gym in the morning. I'm going to spend half an hour or an hour of time reading my Bible and be disciplined with that every single day. And then after that, I'm going to be disciplined with my body and, I'm going to be going to the gym for an hour and taking care of my body. And then I'm going to be disciplined in the way that I eat to ensure that I'm going to allow that discipline to flow into all the other areas. Same thing goes for my marriage. I'm going to be disciplined in my marriage. I, I'm a very, very, very selfish person by, in my natural state, but that's not who God's called me to be. God's called me to serve and love my wife like Christ loved the church, which means that I come dead last. It's the exact opposite of what my natural inclination is. So I'm going to go up like way beyond what I want to do and say, I'm going to be disciplined then in serving and show, make sure that my kids understand that I'm modeling a servant attitude with them through everything that I do so that they all know dad comes last. That doesn't mean that like, you know, my, my kids, I let them walk all over me. It just, I, I want them to understand that like when I'm cooking, I cook for like, I cook and take care of everybody. And I'm the last to eat when I'm cleaning up or whatever, I ensure that everything's taking everybody else's stuff is taken care of. And I instill that in the kids. So again, it, for me, it's really been about this, this aspect of discipline. I feel like discipline in one area really just overflows into all the others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my husband also calls that the power of decision. And yeah. so you've really made decisions that are decisions out of discipline. And then you operate based upon the decisions, not based upon your feeling, because my guess is there's times you don't feel like getting out of bed. Oh yeah. Every day, every day. I (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I mean, I have to basically tell myself like, you enjoy the gym, go to the gym. You enjoy eating this way. Like the the thing, the negativity that is in my brain to say that you don't want like go eat the things you don't want to eat, 
don't go to do this go, or don't read your Bible. Don't like go to bed yeah. on time. Like the things that I want to do are in a constant contradiction between, between the things that I want to do and the things that I know that are right to go and do. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? What's been really key for growing your relationship with the Lord? Yeah, I've really just, you know, the world that I'm in with Instagram and social media, I've had to just be really intentional about monitoring, you know, what I'm looking at, how much time I'm spending on things. Um, And so, I mean, I, from the beginning, I really wanted to use what I do um, for God's glory. And so I, I really do the same thing. Like, I try to start every day reading my Bible, having quiet time, just being intentional with my time because, and not picking up my phone first. I, I actually like to have like a, my, a real handheld Bible. Cause I feel like if I go off my phone, I can, you know, start doing other things and I get lost. It's just been a lot of intentionality. I constantly have things coming at me in my face, easy to fall into a comparison game. It's easy to just feel like you have to respond to every message um, and just figuring out a balance on you know, doing that job and having fun with it, doing it well, um, being obedient to God, but then also just having like a really good balance in our lives. So we take, I take time off three days a week. We, um, like of no phones and really just really try to be intentional with that time. You know, I, first and foremost, my walk with the Lord comes before anything else that we do. And so I would try to have an open hand with that always. Like if at any point God doesn't want me to be on social media anymore, then great. Let me me know. Let's let's not do it anymore. So I'm just always trying to just be in tune with what he's wanting me to do with that. You know, several years ago, my husband and I wrote a book. um, It was titled living with less. So your family has more. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds like that's really the journey you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> have been on. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times I think that too many of us, we feel like we have to wait till we have more money, more resources, more time and, so that we can have the home or the, the relationships that we want to have. What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean... We can only speak from our side of that experience on that, which is that when we were stripped away of all the things, that's when we were actually the most fulfilled in all the, in, in everything you just mentioned, right? Yeah. So when we sold our house and moved into a trailer, that was the time when our relationship, Ash and my relationship had the most depth. And that was when we met, felt the most fulfilled in our, and thankful about our living situation. We were so thankful to come home to that little trailer every night, um, just have a place. And we were, it wasn't a matter of like, seeking out the next financial thing that we wanted or the next home that we wanted. Like those things are so fleeting and you really don't find the joy in those things. Like you, you, the world says you do and your brain says that, Hey, this is the way that you want to go, but it's so counterintuitive. In reality, when you, when you let go of all those things, that's when you really find this true fulfillment in either your living scenario, your relationships, your, like that's, it's, it's the opposite of what the world says, you know? Yes. Yeah. And we've, we've been able to experience it really because after the trailer moving into, you know, a 1300 square foot house, thinking we were kings and queens at that point, we yeah. had like a washer and dryer. We were living the dream. <laughs> and then the next house we, we designed was a very large house. It was really just an investment property. It was just such a great investment and we had no intention of going so grand and big, but, um, really just 
it was a beautiful home and it was amazing. We we're so grateful for it, but we were no happier there than we were when we were stripped away of everything. And so mm-hmm. it was very clear to see that these things are awesome and, but how we don't need them. How can we use them to give God glory? How can we use them for God's kingdom? But they're not giving us happiness yeah. or fulfilling us. They are yeah. completely just here for the time and we don't need them to fulfill us. Right. Right. So very, very true. One of the things we talk about in uh, living with less, so your ha- family has more is how much adult peer pressure that mm. we yeah. deal with. So much. Oh, like, so true. You know, because the word peer pressure is usually associated with like the teenage years, but it's like, no. And I think mm. social media has really increased that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you can do right. And you're doing, everyone's doing something wrong (laughs) all the time. Um, Yeah. We got a lot of flack for when we moved into the trailer because of exactly that. The peer pressure was just like, what are you guys doing? This is not what you're supposed to do. This is odd. You're not supposed to go like from a big, nice house into this trailer. Like we're not, people stopped coming and visiting and hanging out with us because they felt like we were weird. And I mean, Ash and I have, even beyond the trailer, we've had a very, very different style of living like we've we've bounced around all over we've moved at a whim we just follow where god kind of has been guiding and leading us and and that does not look like everybody else and Mm -hmm. how beautiful is that though like how great that we all don't look the same and do everything the same way you know but for some reason we feel like if we're not doing it exactly like somebody else, there is that pressure. Yeah. I even felt like that at the beginning of our marriage when I was homeschooling the kids and I really didn't want to homeschool the kids anymore. And I remember having a conversation with a girlfriend and she was like, this was just about before I was going to start my blog and Instagram and all that. And she was like, what if you're like actually being disobedient by doing this right now. And God really wants you to like stop this phase of your life and move on to something else. But I'm like, but as a Christian, like everybody around me is homeschooling. Aren't, aren't I supposed to be a homeschool mom? Like I just felt like that was the norm. And I felt this immense peer, pre- peer pressure to do what everybody else was doing. And so again, it's that tuning everybody else out and really just tuning into God by praying, right. and reading his word. Yes. Yes. And then, and that's where we get our marching orders for us, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, it's going to be different than what it is for someone else. So very powerful. Gosh, thank you so much, Dino and Ashley. This has been a really good Mm -hmm. conversation. The name of their book is Designed to Last, Our Journey of Building an Intentional Home, Growing in Faith, and Finding Joy in the In-Between. Tell people where they can find you online. We've talked about you being on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah, our Instagram handle is arrows and bow. And we're on there every day, except for a couple of days when <laughs> I take a break. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we you can find the book Designed to Last anywhere you get books. Yeah, so I'll make sure and include all of that in the show notes so that uh, folks can find it there. One last question. What is, and this can be different for each of you, what is a favorite date activity for the two of you, a favorite way for you to spend time together and to connect? I have so many, but I know for sure one that I love because I love food and I love experiencing food. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I would say 
one of our favorite dates and Dino did this a long time ago for an anniversary is just the whole day was just spent just going around to different, we'd grab a coffee at one spot, we'd grab a donut at another spot and then a pretzel over here. And we just like ping pong getting food all day long. And so that was really, really sweet for me. Just like, you know, knowing like my favorite thing, which is food and then creating like a day around it. I love that. Mine's generally around time. So it's a lot of whatever Ash kind of wants to do. If she wants food or she wants to run around here or there, I'm cool with just basically being able to spend time together and talk and hang out. So yeah, we both, it works out fairly good. I want to be with her if she wants to run around and eat food. So let's go. (laughs) So basically, Dino watches me. (laughs) Because he doesn't care about food like me. (laughs) But we actually do, like, one of the things in our book is, uh, one thing we love to do is gamify our relationship. And so, or gamify our marriage. So we love creating games around things. Like, if we we do an at-home date night or if we're out for a walk, whatever, like, creating little games. Like, hey, let's play a card game and the winner has to give the other person a massage. Or just little things like creating little challenges to help just create healthy habits in our marriage. So those are kind of fun to just throw in for date nights. Oh, I love that. I love that. Very cool. Would you guys um, be willing for one of you to close in prayer and just pray for our listeners and their ability to design the life that God has for them and the marriage relationship that they long for? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for this time that we got to be able to come together and just just chat and be able to find commonalities with one another, but also be able to be able to speak of the things that have impacted our lives that, that you've done to us and done for us. And we're so thankful for the intentionality you've put on our hearts about around our marriages. We pray for those right now who are struggling with it. We pray that they will just be able to have a vision for what they want to see in their marriage down the road, whether it's five or 10 or 20 years, that you'll just instill that in their heart, Father, and that they will desire to seek after you and changing who they are yeah. And changing who the, the changing the relationship between them and their spouse so that they can move down that path closer to you and closer to the, the desires that you have for them. Pray this in your name, Father. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free eBooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.